Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Behind the Numbers, the very latest polling data every Monday on Inside Sources, March to the Midterms. Well, for months now, the Democrats have been trying to make the midterm election a referendum either on kind of the extreme GOP party or a lot of those social issues. New polling uh, from the great minds at Sean Cooperman Research suggests that their message may be falling a little flat when it comes to a very important voting block, the swing voters. Why is that? We're going to go behind the numbers and uh, really pleased to have joining us on the program, Carly Cooperman, who's the CEO and partner at Sean Cooperman Research. Carly, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. We've, we've had uh, your colleagues uh, on uh, getting behind the numbers, just those top line numbers. And I always appreciate the, the work that your group does in really getting to the, the heart of the issues. And so let's look at it from the, the Democratic side of the aisle. Uh, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing to me that uh, often it's the Republicans who use a lot of those social issue things to animate their base. This year, it seems to be flipped. The Democrats are focusing on that while Republicans are focusing more on economics. Uh, what are you seeing in your numbers? Yeah, so we just came out of the field with a survey with likely midterm election voters across the 85 districts in the country that are labeled swing districts. And we were interested in what these voters have to say, because these are the voters that are going to really determine the new balance of power in Congress. And what we found, you know, high level is that the platform that the Republicans are speaking about, which is the economy and inflation, crime and immigration, these issues Voters trust them, Republicans, more to handle and address these issues than Democrats. And that the Democrats' focus um, on cultural issues right now is just it's, it's less appealing to voters in these swing districts. So what we saw is that um, when we asked both at a high level and then specific issue by issue, voters seem to believe that the Republicans are going to do a better job handling these issues and they trust Republicans more. And the one exception to that rule is abortion, um, where Democrats are favored to take on that issue. Uh, and I think it's so interesting. Uh, so you talk about these 85 swing districts. I just want to help our listeners get that framing in the, in their head. When we look at a very closely divided House of Representatives uh, and you're looking at these 85 swing uh, districts, the, obviously the Democrats have a slight advantage now. Uh, this will, These really will be the ones that determine the balance of power. Anything else under the numbers uh, as you look at some of those? Yeah. So and and to go back to your point, I mean, I think the reason the Democrats have focused so much um, on these kind of cultural issues is because we saw that the Supreme Court ruling to overturn Roe v. Wade was a game changer for Democrats in some sense in terms of rallying the base um, leading up to the midterm elections. And we did see at 
a broader level, both nationally and in some of those statewide Senate races that are really being closely followed, that um, if Democrats started closing the margins in terms of enthusiasm gap, in terms of the generic preference for the control of Congress and, and for, you know, whether they're Democratic or the congressional representative should be a Democratic or Republican. Um, and even in some of these Senate races that are close, we started seeing some Democratic leads. So there was the feeling that there is momentum behind the Democrats and Democrats do feel like, you know, speaking about abortion and, um, you know, gun control and gun issues as well is something that's going to help them. And while I do think we're seeing that at a high level at some point, what we also are seeing is that in these swing districts, um, those issues just are not as important to voters as these um, economic issues, inflation, immigration and crime. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you as well, Carly, uh, we've been focusing a lot on, on some of the younger voters, the Gen Z voters. Uh, I know from your experience, you've you've seen the unicorn of the young voters that uh, are always going to show up and, and a lot of times don't show up. Uh, is this the year that they actually do show up and will they have a significant impact on uh, the balance of power? Yeah, I, I do think that young voters will show up, especially on um, the Democratic side, to some extent being rallied by abortion. Um, and, I mean, that's most importantly. And then also, you know, there's the Supreme Court ruling that came out over the summer um, and the issue of, of gun safety reform and, and gun laws, um, particularly in light of mass shootings that have happened. And and those issues are going to rally some young voters. But, but we do see, especially in midterm elections, a drop-off. Um, and there was a concern that, especially going into the summer and into the fall now, that young voters were just going to be feeling disheartened um, by just politics in general and, and would stay home. Yeah, that's interesting uh, because that's really a both sides. I, I think the young voters seem to feel a little disappointed from both sides not really mm-hmm. listening and, and hearing their issues or, or solutions that they seem to be leaning towards. Anything else that uh, you said you just came out of the field, anything else uh, kind of surprising to you or anything else you're watching as we come down the home stretch? Yeah, you know, um, one of the other things we looked at we, when we tested an issue of battery of battery issues and asked people uh, who they trust to take on these issues more, one of the things that surprised me the most was when we asked about upholding democratic norms and enforcing election integrity. Um, voters in these swing districts said they they still trust Republicans more than Democrats to take on mm. those issues as well. And those are core parts of the Democratic agenda. You know, this, this huge referendum on Trump that they speak about and, uh, you know, Trump claiming that he lost the election due to fraud. And um, some of the other races we're looking at, like these secretary of state races, for instance, where these people are running on platforms of, you know, this is a nonpartisan role and it's our job to just uphold election integrity and, you know, this is the fundamental core value of our democracy. Um, It it generally was widely believed that Democrats hold an advantage on these kinds of issues. And while they may at the statewide level, we really are seeing this tilt in the swing districts towards the Republican brand and Republicans generally. Wow, that is that is fascinating. As you look under those numbers, uh, because that, I think that is surprising for a lot of folks that uh, that there would be uh, on those kinds of things like upholding democratic norms and election integrity. 
that the Democrats would have an advantage in that. Is there anything under those numbers that uh, that you can say, OK, this maybe this is why? Is it a messaging issue from the Democrats? Is it a uh, what is it? What seems to be the driving force under that? I think the general sentiment towards the Democratic Party at large, towards Joe Biden and towards the belief that things in the country are just heading on the wrong track and frustration with the economy. I think that is trickling down to just you know, broad based uh, distrust and disappointment with Democrats, especially in these districts right now. So um, I, you know, I don't think it's more specific. I just think yeah. that the, the impact that we're seeing big picture in terms of, you know, Biden's poor numbers and, and the distrust of him and dissatisfaction in the economy um, it's just making them feel negative towards the Democrats' presence throughout. Yeah, that is really interesting to look at that. Uh, and that's why we always turn to our uh, friends at uh, Sean Cooperman Research, uh, Carly Cooperman, who's the CEO and partner. Uh, we appreciate you spending some time with us. We know this is a very busy season for you. We appreciate you helping us break down the numbers uh, and get beyond the headlines into what's really happening. Of course. Thanks for having me back. All right. Uh, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. That is fascinating stuff from Cardi Cooperman. That is a great insight uh, and very interesting in terms of what messaging is breaking through, what messaging is being a weight or pulling a party down, especially in those swing districts that really will determine the balance of power. And that's why we go beyond the numbers right here on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.